part one of tonight's show in the role of Billy, Serena Krejci Papa. Thanks for having me. In the role of Basic, Brendan Smith. Good evening. In the role of Alice Faulkner, Jenna Nielsen. Pleased to be here. In the role of Moriarty, Emily Bloodsworth. Charmed. In the role of Madge, Melissa Myers. Pleasure. In the role of Orson Welles, Shane Gillett. The pleasure's all mine. In the role of James Larrabee, Katie Whelan. Good evening, everyone. In the role of Inspector Foreman, Emily Berry. Delighted to be here. In the role of John Watson, Jonathan Twining. Pleasure to meet you all. And in the role of Sherlock Holmes, Joe Towns. Ah, good evening. This is QATV on the air. Quincy Access Broadcasting System takes pleasure in bringing you the 12th in its series of weekly broadcast featuring Orson Welles and QATV on the air. Tonight, Eastern Nazarene College Theater for Social Justice program and Quincy's most celebrated theatrical producing company brings to life the best love character detective fiction, the immortal Sherlock Holmes. The play is Orson Welles' own adaptation for radio of William Gillette's enduring melodrama, based on the famous stories by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Before the performance begins, here's the director of QATV, the star and producer of these unique broadcasts, Orson Welles. Good evening. Well, tonight it's back to Baker Street, back to that unlikely London of the 19th century, where high adventure awaits all who would seek it, in a handsome cab or under a gas lamp in an Ivan's cape. For tonight, we pay tribute to the most wonderful member of that most wonderful world, a gentleman who never lived and will never die. Tonight, actor Joe Towns is the actual embodiment of Holmes himself. It is too little to say that Towns resembles Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes looks exactly like Joe Towns. Sounds like him too, we're afraid. And hope devoutedly that QATV and the radio will take none of the glamour from this beloved fable of Baker Street. From the pipe and the violin and the hideous purple dressing gown. From the needle and the cigar and the window ledge and the dry final famous lines. Elementary, elementary my dear Watson. Watson elementary. elementary. The, the mere child's, child's play of deduction. deduction. My name is Watson. I am a doctor. It was in the year of 1880 that Holmes and I were introduced by a mutual acquaintance. At the time, we were both looking for a lodging that would suit our moderate means. This we found on the second floor of a house at 221B Baker Street. And it was during the years that we occupied these chambers together that Holmes established his unique international reputation as a consulting detective. Since my marriage three years ago, Holmes has continued to occupy the Baker Street lodgings by himself, and here, almost every afternoon, when my work in the office is finished, I'm in the habit of calling on him. Uh, uh, come in. 
Hmm, Watson, my dear fellow. How are you, Holmes? Oh, I'm delighted to see you. Perfectly delighted, upon my word, I am. But, oh, I'm sorry to observe that your wife has left you. <laughs> uh, she has gone, yes, but on a little visit. How did you know? How did I? Oh, well, I like that. How do I know anything? How do I know you've been getting yourself very wet lately? That you have an extremely careless servant girl? And that you've moved your dressing table to the other side of the room? <laughs> Holmes, if you'd have lived a few centuries ago, they'd have burned you alive. Hmm. Such a conflagration would have saved me a great deal of trouble and expense. <laughs> Tell me now, how did you know all that? Oh, it's too simple to talk about. There's scratches and clumsy cuts, my dear fellow, on the inner side of your shoe there. Just where the firelight strikes it. Ooh. Scratches and cuts. Somebody scraped away crusted mud and did it badly. Oh, badly. Oh, dear. And scraped the shoe along with it. And there's your wet foot, my dear Watson, and your careless servant girl. All in one shoe. <laughs> Face badly shaved on the right side, always used to be on the left. Hey. Light must come from the other side. Couldn't very well move your window. Must have moved your dressing table. <laughs> of course, of course. But how the deuce did you know that my wife was away? Well, where the deuce is your second waistcoat button, Watson? What? And what the deuce is yesterday's air doing in today's lapel? Oh, no. And why the deuce do you wear the expression <laughs> of a... Marvelous, marvelous. Oh, elementary, my dear fellow. Elementary. The child's play of deduction. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing it for your amusement before we pass on to more serious matters. Oh? Uh, and what is it now, Holmes? Watson, my dear fellow. In the enthusiasm which has prompted you to chronicle, and if you will excuse my saying so, someone to embellish my little adventures, you have occasionally seen fit to introduce a certain element of romance, which struck me as being just a trifle out of place. Oh? Something like working an elopement into the fifth proposition of Euclid. What are you trying to say? I merely refer to this, in case you should see fit at some future time, to chronicle the case on which I am about to embark. The strange case of Professor Robert Moriarty. Moriarty? Hmm. I don't remember ever having heard of the fellow. No, Watson, you haven't. It is precisely this quality of invisibility that makes Professor Moriarty the Napoleon of crime. Hmm. Sitting motionless like an ugly venomous spider in the center of his web. Uh. But that web having a thousand radiations and the spider knowing every quiver of every one of them. And within 48 hours, I'll have the lines drawn so tightly around him he can't move. I'll arrest him and his entire gang. <sighs> Holmes... This is a very dangerous thing. My dear fellow, it's perfectly delightful. Oh, my whole life is spent in a series of frantic endeavors to escape from the dreary commonplaces of existence. Mm -hmm. For a brief period, I escape. You should congratulate me. Mm. The day before yesterday, I received in this room the visit of a certain foreign nobleman who has recently inherited a very considerable title and who is about to be married. Seems that this title, gentlemen, was so indiscreet as to fall in love with a young English lady by the name of Faulkner, uh, socially his inferior, oh. and to make her a promise of marriage. Later, at his family's insistence, the thing was broken off, and the young lady died shortly thereafter oh. of a broken heart, oh, no. leaving behind a sister, also considerable evidence in the form of letters, photographs, and jewellery with inscriptions. These the sister kept. These, together with the sister, are now being held in a house in St. John's Wood, by a pair of blackmailers who go by the name of Chetwood. So far as you see, my dear Watson, a fairly ordinary case of blackmail. Hardly worth my attention. Right. Last night, on my inspection, a certain element revealed itself, which renders the case far more important than I had expected. And that element was? Professor Moriarty. Mm. Uh, uh, come in. 
beg pardon, Mr. Holmes. Uh, yes, Billy, what is it? Gentlemen, to say you're by the name of Foreman. Ah, show him in, Billy, show him in. Yes, Mr. Holmes. Ah, good evening, Foreman. <clears throat> good evening, Mr. Holmes. Oh, uh, Watson, this is Inspector Foreman. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. Since the day before yesterday, he occupies the position of butler under the name of Judson in the home of Mr. and Mrs. Chetwood, uh, the blackmailers of St. John's Wood. Well, Foreman, any news? Yes, sir. This morning, a little after nine, Chetwood and his wife drove away in a four-wheeler. They returned about eleven. Bassick was with them. Ah. You know him, sir? Mm, yes. Now, when I last had the occasion to meet Mr. Bassick, he got two years for safe-cracking. Ah. Uh, go on, Foreman. Well, they took this man Bassick into the library. I got a look at him from the outside. And there he was, opening up the safe where they've been keeping the letters. Yeah, go on. In the end, when they got the safe open, it was empty. Mm. The letters were gone. It seems like the Faulkner girl got them back somehow. That got them pretty excited. Bassick went out to send a telegram. Now, have you got a copy of it? Mm, yes, yes. Here it is, sir. It's in code. Hmm. Moriarty! Oh, I thought so, Watson. Interesting. This case is taking a most promising turn. Uh, Foreman, uh, you return at once to the house in St. John's Wood. Yes, sir. Uh, within ten minutes I shall be there myself. If I remember correctly, the kitchen is immediately below the drawing room. Yes. Uh, now listen carefully to the plan, Foreman. When I knock over a chair in the drawing room, you'll overturn a lamp in the kitchen, scatter smoke balls, and give an alarm of fire. All other instructions remain unchanged. Very good, sir. Yes, uh, hurry forward. Yes, Mr. Holmes. Ah, well, my dear Watson, it begins to look like a most interesting evening. Yes, indeed. Good evening. My name is Sherlock Holmes. Oh, well, who did you wish to see, Mr. Holmes? Oh, thank you so much, Mr. Chetwood. I had myself announced by the butler on my way up. Uh, the butler? I didn't... Uh, very well. Oh, here he is. Uh, uh, yes, Judson? Miss Faulkner begs Mr. Holmes to excuse her. She's not well enough to see anyone this evening. Oh. Uh, will you please hand this card to Miss Faulkner and say that I, I have... I beg your pardon, Mr. Holmes, oh? but it's quite useless. Really. Oh. Well, I'm so sorry to hear it. Yes. Miss Faulkner is, I regret to say, quite an invalid. She's unable to see anyone. Her health is so poor. Mm. Has it ever occurred to you, Mr. Chetwood, that she might be confined to the house too much? How does that concern you? Oh, it doesn't. Simply made the suggestion. Might like to think it over. Hmm. Uh, what's your butler's name? Go on. Judson, sir. Uh, very well, Judson. Uh, go on, take my card up. Very good, sir. <laughs> well, this is really too good. Why, of course he can take up your card or your note or whatever it is, if you wish it so much. I was only trying to save you the trouble. Oh, thanks. It's hardly any trouble at all to send up a card. Do you know, Mr. Holmes, you interest me very much? Ah, really? Upon my word, yes. We've all heard of your wonderful methods. 
the astonishing manner in which you gain information from the most trifling details. <laughs> now, I dare say, in this brief moment or two, you've discovered any number of things about me. Oh, nothing of consequence, Mr. Chetwood. I hardly more than asked myself why you were so distressed to see me at this particular moment, what? and what there can possibly be about this safe in the lower part of that desk to cause you such painful anxiety. Oh, well, <laughs> oh very good. Very good indeed. If those things were only true now, I'd be wonderfully impressed. It would be mm. absolutely remarkable. I, excuse no. me, sir. Oh, uh, yes, Judson. A message for you, Mr. Chetwood. Thank you. Uh, you'll excuse me, I trust? Of course. It's from, uh, Miss Faulkner. Well, really, she begs to be allowed to see you, Mr. Holmes. She absolutely implores it. Well, I suppose I shall have to give way. Judson, ask Miss Faulkner to come down to the drawing room. Say that Mr. Holmes is waiting to see her. Very good, sir. Quite remarkable, upon my soul. Uh, may I ask, if it's not an impertinent question, yeah. what message you sent up that could so have aroused Miss Faulkner's desire to come down? Oh, merely that if she wasn't down here in five minutes, I'd go up. Oh, uh, that was it? Yes, quite so. And, unless I am greatly mistaken, I hear the young lady on the stairs. In which case, she has a minute and a half to spare. Oh, yes. Alice! That is, Miss Faulkner. Uh, let me introduce Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Mr. Holmes! Ah, Miss Faulkner. I'm really most charmed to meet you. Although it does look as if you'd made me come down in spite of myself, doesn't it? I thank you very much indeed for consenting to see me, Miss Faulkner, but regret to observe that you were put to the trouble of making such a very rapid change of dress. <laughs> oh, yes, I did hurry in a trifle, I confess. You look lovely. <laughs> Mr. Holmes is quite living up to his reputation, isn't he, Freddy? Yes, he is. Come in. Yes, ma'am. What are you doing here, Judson? I beg pardon, ma'am. I was answering the bell. What bell? The drawing room bell, sir. What do you mean, you blockhead? No one rang the bell. I'm quite sure it was rung, sir. Well, I tell you, it did not ring. Your butler is right, Mr. Chetwood. The bell did ring. How do you know? I rang it. You? What do you want? I want to send my car to the real Miss Faulkner. The real? I said the real Miss Faulkner. Uh, what? Judson? Yes, sir? And Holmes, what right have you to ring for servants and give orders in my house? Well, what right have you to prevent my cars from reaching their destination? And how does it happen that you and this woman are resorting to trickery and deceit to prevent me from seeing Alice Faulkner? Oh, please. Through some trifling oversight, Judson, neither of the cards I handed you have been delivered. Kindly see that this error does not occur again. My order, sir. Aha! You have orders. I can't say, sir. You were told not to deliver my card. What business is it of yours, I'd like to know? I shall satisfy your curiosity on that point in a very short time, Mr. Chetwood. Yes. And you'll find out in a very short time that it isn't safe to meddle with me. Why, it wouldn't be any trouble at all for me to throw you out into the streets. No, possibly not. But trouble would swiftly follow such an experiment on your part. It's a cursed lucky thing for you I'm not armed. Yes. Well, when Miss Faulkner comes down, you go and arm yourself. Oh, arm myself? I'll call the police. What's more, I'll do it now. Stupid. Oh, no, you will not do it now. You will remain where you are until the lady I came here to see has entered this room. What makes you so sure of that? Because 
you would prefer to avoid an investigation of your suspicious conduct, Mr. James Larrabee? Larrabee? That is the name under which you are known to Scotland Yard, I believe, Mr. Chetwood. This lady here is your wife. Me? As to you, Judson, you will either deliver that card to Miss Faulkner at once, or sleep in the police station tonight. What? It's a matter of small consequence to me, which you do. Shall I... Shall I go, sir? Mm. Go on. Take up the card. Makes no difference to me. Mm. A short time since, Larrabee, you displayed an acute anxiety to leave the room. Pray, do not let me detain you, or your wife, any longer. No? Well, I take it you prefer to remain while I talk to Miss Faulkner. We do, Mr. Holmes. Ah, at last. Miss Faulkner. This is Mr. Holmes? Yes. You wish to see me? Very much indeed, Miss Faulkner. Oh, but I'm sorry to see that you are far from well. Uh, no, I... No? I beg your pardon. What does this mark mean? Oh, nothing. Nothing? No. And the mark here on your neck, plainly showing the clutch of a man's fingers. Does that mean nothing also? It occurs to me that I should like to have an explanation of this. Possibly you can furnish one, Mr. Larrabee? How should I know? It would seem to have occurred in your own house. What if it did? You'd better understand that it isn't healthy for you or anyone else to interfere with my business. Aha! Well, then it is your business. We have that much at least. Pray, be seated, Miss Faulkner. I don't know who you are, Mr. Holmes, or why you're here. I shall be very glad indeed to explain. My business is this. I've been consulted as to the possibility of obtaining from you certain letters addressed to your sister which are supposed to be in your possession. <laughs> I cannot give up my sister's letters, Mr. Holmes. There are other things besides revenge. There is punishment. Believe me, Miss Faulkner. There is nothing more to say. Good night, Mr. Holmes. But my dear Miss Faulkner... Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, how clumsy of me to overturn this oh, chair. Jeez, what are you doing? Fire! Fire! Don't alarm yourself, Miss Faulkner. There is no fire. There's no fire? The smoke was all arranged for. Arranged for? What does it mean, Mr. Holmes? It means this, Miss Faulkner. It means that I wanted a package of letters, Miss Faulkner, and that by following your eyes just now when you thought there was a fire, I discovered that you'd hidden them in the upholstery of this chair. No. Ah, yes. Quite elementary, as you see. And now that they are in my possession, there seems to be no reason for me to remain any longer in this house. Good night, Miss Faulkner. Miss Faulkner? Yes? I... I ca can't take them, Miss Faulkner. These letters belong to you. I find that I cannot keep them. Unless you can possibly change your mind and let me have them of your own free will. I'm sorry, Mr. Holmes. Uh, well, <laughs> I hardly suppose you could. I will therefore return them to you and... Uh, oh, well, here's our friend, Mr. Larrabee, returning from the fire. So, you've got the letters, have you? Now I suppose we're going to see you walk right out of the house with them. On the contrary, you're going to see me return them to their rightful owner. Miss Faulkner, here are your letters. 
Should you ever change your mind and be so generous and so forgiving as to wish to return these letters to the one who wrote them, you have my address. Oh, please. In any event, rest assured there will be no more cruelty, no more persecution in this house. Thank you, Mr. Holmes. You are perfectly safe with your property, Miss Faulkner, for I shall so arrange it that your faintest cry of distress will be heard. And if that cry is heard, it will be very unfortunate for those who are responsible. As for you, Mr. Larrabee, <laughs> and you, madam, I beg you to understand that you continue your persecution of that young lady at your peril. Hmm. Good night. Miss mm. Faulkner? Come here, Miss Faulkner. Now, are you going to give me those letters? No, never! <laughs> Are you going to give me those letters? Oh! Now then! Be careful, Jim! Shut up! Now then, Miss Faulkner, do you give me those letters or do I break your arm? Oh! Shh, quiet! Uh, what's that? Someone knocked on the door. No, it was on that side. Did you call, madam? I think someone knocked, Judson. I'll see, madam. I beg pardon, madam, but there's no one at the door. Very well. You may go. He's got us watched. What we want to do now is leave it alone. Let the Emperor have it. Do you mean Professor Moriarty? That's who I mean. Once let him get at it, he'll sell out with Holmes pretty quick. Now, don't you worry a minute. I tell you, Professor Moriarty will get at him before noon tomorrow night. He won't wait long either. And when he strikes, it means death. Hmm. Number? Hmm. 82V71. Correct. Moriarty speaking. Come in, Basic. Your report coming from Manning. The whole thing was a trap, set and baited by an expert. And Manning? Manning has disappeared. Disappeared? Mm. Sherlock Holmes again. And now this Larrabee job, he's in on that too. And that's where he's made his mistake. Mr. Holmes is a playing a rather dangerous game, Basic. Inspector Wilson tried it seven years ago. Wilson is dead! <laughs> Two years later, Henderson took it up. We haven't heard anything of Henderson lately, eh? <laughs> Not a thing, sir. Hmm. You've seen about that. This Holmes is a rather talented man. He doesn't realize there isn't a street in London that'll be safe for him if I whisper his name to Crane. I might even make him a little call myself. Just for the satisfaction of it. Hmm. Hmm. Just for the satisfaction of it. Baker Street, isn't it? His place? Baker Street, eh? Baker Street, sir. We could make it safe. We could make it absolutely safe for three streets in every direction. Yes, sir, but... We could. We've done it over and over again elsewhere. Police decoyed men in every doorway. Do this tonight in Baker Street. At nine o'clock, call his attendants out on one pretext or another and keep them out, you understand? Hmm. I'll see the Sherlock Holmes myself. I'll give him a chance for his life. 
But... Basic! Yes, sir. Notify the Lasker that I may require the gas chamber at Stephanie tomorrow night, and have Crane there at a quarter before ten with his crew. Hmm. Tell Larrabee I shall want him to write a letter to Mr. Sherlock Holmes, which I shall dictate. Meet me here at seven. And Basic? Sir. Place your men at nine tonight for Sherlock Holmes' house in Baker Street. You'll still go there yourself, sir? I will still go there myself. But this meeting tonight, sir, to get him in the gas chamber... If I fail to kill him in Baker Street, we'll have him in Swandam Lane. Either way, I have him, Basic. Two strings to our bow. Two strings. <laughs> eh, <Hey>, Basic. <laughs> that evening, Holmes and I dined together at Scott's in Piccadilly Circus. After dinner, we went to a concert at Queen's Hall. I can still see him on this particular night of the Moriarty case, well knowing that his life was in peril. Sitting beside me in the stalls, wrapped in the most perfect happiness, listening to Sarasate play the violin, gently waving his long, thin fingers in time to the music. When it was over, he rose, put on his long coat, and started with long steps in the direction of the street. Come, my dear Watson, let's go home to Baker Street. I have an idea that very soon we shall be receiving a most interesting visit. Oh? In front of Queen's Hall, we hailed a hansom, and, as we came down Baker Street, we could see that the light was burning on the second floor of 221B. We went up the dark, narrow stairs. Mr. Holmes? The boy, Billy, was waiting for us. Mr. Holmes? Uh, yes, what is it? Miss Edson's compliments, sir, and she wants to know if she can see you. Well, where is Mrs. Hudson? Downstairs in the kitchen, sir. Well, my compliments, and I don't think she can, from where she is. <laughs> She'll be very sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, our regret will be mutual. It was most terrible important, sir, saying as hmm? she wants to know what you'll have for breakfast in the morning. Uh, the same. Uh, uh, same as when, sir? This morning. But... You didn't have nothing, sir. You wasn't here. And I won't be here tomorrow. Yes, sir. Was that all? Quite so. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Mr. Holmes. Hmm? Is that for you, sir, on the table? Delivered ten minutes ago. Hmm, read it, Watson. There's a good fellow. While I put on my dressing gown. Yes. <clears throat> Dear sir. Uh, who thus addresses me? Why, uh, James Larrabee. And what? has James to say this evening? <clears throat> Dear sir... Oh, I hope he won't say that again. <laughs> I have the honor to inform you that Miss Faulkner has changed her mind regarding the letters, etc., which you wish to obtain, and has decided to dispose of them for a monetary consideration. Mm -hmm. If you wish to negotiate, will you be at nine o'clock at the Guards Monument at the foot of Waterloo Place? You will see a four-wheeler with wooden shutters to the windows. If you have the cab followed, or try any other underhand trick, you won't get what you want. Let me know your decision. Yours truly, James Larrabee. Hmm. Mine truly. 
Well, later perhaps. What does the fellow mean? Uh, the fellow means to sell me a base imitation uh, for a large sum of money of certain letters that he does not possess. Hmm. I shall probably buy them from him. Now, uh, see if I have the points. Of course. Tonight, 11 o'clock, mm -hmm. guards monument. Mm. Cab with wooden shutters. Uh, no one to come with me, no one to follow, mm -hmm. or I don't get what I want. You're quite right. Ha-ha! But this cab with the wooden shutters... Oh, merely a little device to keep me from seeing where they're taking me. All right. Billy! Yes, sir? Uh, give this to the man that... It was a woman, sir. Oh? Uh, young or old? You're quite young, sir. In a handsome? Mm-mm. Four-wheeler, sir. Mm. Have you seen the driver before? Yes, sir. Uh, but I uh, can't think where. Mm. Well, hand this to the lady, apologize for the delay, and look at the driver again. Yes, sir. But, my dear Holmes, you didn't say you would go. But I certainly did. But this fellow means mischief. This fellow means the same. <sighs> I, I beg pardon, sir. A mess has come over from a chemist on the corner to say a man has been hit by a bus. What? Oh dear. Looks like his legs broke. And with Dr. Watson... Can't you step over and help till the ambulance comes? Y yes, certainly. Of, of course. I'll go at once. I'll be back in a minute, Holmes. Of course. Uh, Billy? Uh, yes, sir? Who brought that message? Boy from chemist, sir. Yes, of course, of course. But which boy? Mm, must have been a new one, sir. I ain't seen him before. Billy, get downstairs quickly. Look after the doctor. If the boy's gone and there's a man with him, it means mischief. Uh, let me know. Don't stop to come up. Uh, ring the doorbell. I'll hear it. Uh, ring it loud. Yes, sir. It's a dangerous habit, Mr. Holmes, to finger loaded firearms in the pocket of one's dressing gown. I give you my word, Professor Moriarty. You'll be taken from here to the hospital if you keep your hand behind you like that. Ah, that's better. Hmm. In that case, please put your revolver on the table. Very well. You evidently don't know me. I think it's quite evident that I do. Pray, have a chair, Professor. Thank you. I can spare you five minutes. That is, if you have anything to say. Careful. What were you about to do, Professor Moriarty? Look at my watch. I'll let you know when your five minutes is up. Is it your intention to pursue this case against me? That is my intention. To the very end. I regret this. Not so much on my own account, but on yours. Oh, I share your regret, Professor. But solely because of the rather uncomfortable position it will cause you to occupy. May I inquire as to what position you are pleased to elude, Mr. Holmes? I refer to the position you will occupy at the end of a rope, Professor Moriarty. And have you the faintest idea that you'd be permitted to live to see that day? As to that, I do not particularly care, so that I bring you to see it. <laughs> You'll never bring me to see it. Do you think that I would be here if I hadn't made the streets quite safe in every respect? Oh, I could never so grossly overestimate your courage as that, Professor Moriarty. Do you imagine that your friend the doctor, and your boy Billy, will soon return? What? So, it leaves us quite alone, doesn't it, sir? <laughs> quite alone. So that we can talk the matter over quietly, Mr. Holmes, 
and not be disturbed. In the first place, I wish to call your attention to a few memoranda which I've jotted down, and which you will find. Ah, here they are. Look out, look out, don't do that. Get your hands down quickly. A little further away from that memorandum book you're talking about. I was merely about to take out a small notebook. Well, merely don't do it. I don't want it. I got one of my own. If you want it, uh, we'll have someone get it for you. I always like to save my guests unnecessary trouble. I observe that your boy doesn't answer the bell. No, but I have an idea that he will before long. It may possibly be longer than you think, Mr. Holmes. What? That boy? Yes, that boy. At least we'll try the bell once more, Professor. Doesn't it occur to you that he may possibly have been detained, Mr. Holmes? It does, Professor. But it also occurs to me that you're in very much the same predicament, Professor Moriarty. Mm. Ah. I beg pardon, sir. Mm. Someone tried to own me, sir. It's quite evident, however, that he failed to do so. Indeed. Yes, sir. He's got my coat, sir, but he ain't got me. Ah, yes. Well, Billy. Yes, sir. Billy, the gentleman I am carefully pointing out to you with this forty-five mm-hmm. desires to have us get something out of his left hand inside coat pocket. Mm-hmm. As he's not feeling quite himself today, and the consequence of his trying to do it himself might prove fatal, fatal. I suggest you attend to it for him. Yes, sir. Is this it? This gun? Uh, yeah, quite so, quite so, yes. Uh, put it on the table. Uh, uh, no, uh, not there, Billy, no. On this table, where I can reach it. That's more like it. That's all, Billy. Shall I see if he's got another one? Why, Billy, you surprise me. After the gentleman has taken the trouble to inform us that he hasn't. Uh, when, sir? When he made a snatch for this one. And now, Professor... Now that we have your little memorandum book, Hmm. do you think of anything else you'd like before Billy goes? Any little thing that you've got that you don't want? (sighs) So sorry. That's all, Billy. Thank you, sir. Listen, Holmes, to me. On the 4th of January, you crossed my path. On the 23rd, you incommoded me. And now, at the close of April, I find myself placed in such a position through your continual interference that I'm in positive danger of losing my liberty! Hmm. Have you any suggestions to make? No, I have no suggestions to make! I have a fact to state. If you don't drop it at once, your life's not worth that. Well, I am afraid, Professor, that in the pleasure of this conversation, I am neglecting more important business. Mm. If you'll excuse me a moment while I get my pipe off the mantelpiece here. Of course. I came here this evening, Mr. Holmes, to see if peace could not be arranged between us. Mm. Mm, yeah, quite so, quite so. You've seen fit not only to reject my proposals, but to make insulting references coupled with threats of arrest. You've been warned of your danger. You don't heed that warning. Perhaps you'll heed this. Up with your hands, Mr. Holmes. Up with them, or I... What? Hmm. Didn't imagine I'd leave that gun loaded, did you, Professor Moriarty? Hmm. Oh, here are your cartridges. I didn't suppose you'd want to use that gun again, so I took them out while you were talking. I put them in my pocket. You'll find them all there, Professor. Joy. Billy. 
Yes, sir? Uh, would you please show Professor Moriarty the door? Yes, sir. This way, sir. Mm. Don't ever say I didn't warn you, Mr. Holmes. Uh, no, no, Professor Moriarty, no. I never will. Billy, come here. Yes, sir? Billy? Hmm? Billy, you're a good boy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, you're quite. You are listening to the Quincy Access Broadcasting System's presentation of Orson Welles and QATV on the air in Sherlock Holmes with Joe Towns in the title role and Jonathan Twining as Dr. Watson. We pause a moment for the station identification. This is the Quincy Access Broadcasting System.